Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Caught at the 20. Racing near sideline 10. Turn of the 5. Touchdown Raiders. The crowd applauds because Las Vegas just win, baby. Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Here's your boy Q. Here we are kicking off hour number three of the show. Just when Wendy chimed in, sent me a, a tweet saying, Q, Vic just posted a photo of a bridge blowing up and said that was to Raider fans who are thinking DC4 is coming back. So that was the explosion that was going on. It wasn't the fact that the Raiders are blowing everything up. But I understand it makes a little bit more clarity on why the confusion could be there. And then we also got a text from the Five and Dime. Don't have a, a subscription to The Athletic. Just seen him tweet there a visual for you guys that don't get it. Showed a gif of an explosion. Guess it was talking about the bridge being burned between Carr and the Raiders, though. Oops. Yeah, that's what that is about. And uh, thank you guys for that clarity. Thank you, Just Win Wendy, for sending that picture. Joining us now on the phone lines as she does each and every Wednesday is Paloma Villacana, Fox 5 Sports. And Paloma, thanks so much for your time. And you were just in cold Colorado as UNLV, the running <laughs> Rebels, were taking on Colorado State. How cold was it there? Because, you know, it's been kind of cold here, too. Listen, Q, like, I've done so much in 24 hours. I'm like, was I in Fort Collins last night? I can't even remember. But, um, yeah, it was cold. It was cold in Fort Collins, but the Redden Rebels were melting the snow out there because uh, they dominated Colorado State last night. And, um, you know, five players finishing in double figures. Uh, one of the strongest offensive performances from UNLV uh, the the entire season, in, I think. So, Good to see the guys win three straight. You know, the bus ride was fun. The plane ride was was fun. Um, You know, winning is definitely better than going, you know, losing four in a row. So I think mentally the guys are in a good place. I think, you know, rolling with with three straight wins, the return of EP, Elijah Parquet on defense has been huge. Their bench has been stepping up. We're seeing their freshman, Keyshawn Hall, step up. Um, so, you know, I, you know, the running Rebels are turning things around in conference play and it's, uh, I'm happy for them. I'm happy for them. It only makes the red zone more fun. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, the running Rebels, they're hot. They've won three straight. Yeah. Winning cures all winning absolutely cures <laughs> all. It's always a lot more fun when you're covering a winner. And so, yeah, I mean, three games in a row now that they've won and really the final score in last night's game really doesn't show the dominance that they had. I mean, they really blew out Colorado state. What was it about last night in particular that really had them cooking well I think they were able to shut down Isaiah Stevens and they had Elijah Parquet on Isaiah Stevens and you know the Rams have been struggling offensively they lost three straight heading into last night's game so um to put to put a guy on Isaiah Stevens you know was was important and to keep him uh you know taking tough shots last night he got hot down the stretch he scored 12 points down the stretch and the game the game actually got kind of close down the stretch but UNLV has been able to lock it down defensively and I think that's been the focus uh is just turning things around defensively you know I was at Fresno State uh when the Bulldogs you know they kind of put a beat down on on UNLV and I was just watching UNLV kind of just sleeping on defense I watched two back-to-back alley-oops right in front of me same play same guys and I was like come on running rebels like let's go like you know, shut them down. So I think the running rebels have made that change defensively um, and just getting their swagger. And like, like Kevin Kruger has been saying their swagger and their confidence 
back on defense. So if they can still, uh, you know, bring it on defense every night, I think they got a good chance of, of finishing the conference strong. Paloma Villacana, Fox 5 Sports, is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. DeMond's got one for you. How much of a factor do you think it is for UNLV now that Luis Rodriguez is back in the lineup? Oh, yeah, it's huge. Lou's, Lou, Lou was great last night, and that's huge for them. Um, the guys were without Jordan McCabe. He's down with uh, an undisclosed injury. So without McCabe out there, I think Luis really stepped up. Um, you know, that's just more more bodies you can get out there on the floor, more experience. You know, Luis is a senior, a transfer from Ole Miss. Um, so to have him back is huge. Um, but also for, for the younger guys to step up too, like Shane Noel, um, Keyshawn Gilbert, Keyshawn Hall, for these younger guys to come in and, and be, be effective from the field when, when they're out there in the minutes they're playing. That's huge for UNLV. So Red Rebels are, are, are kind of finding a spark right now late in the season, and hopefully they can go on a roll and continue to win. Well, let's take it back to Saturday night. One of the games that they were getting the spark Uh-oh. going against UNR, against now. the team up north that got the I beat down. Like, why you wait? Why you got to change your voice when you start okay. talking about them? Because I was starting to get a little animated. Because <laughs> <laughs> my first question to Paloma was going to be, what did you think about the student section when oh, UNR came to poppin'. town? Poppin'. That was a great atmosphere. It was a great atmosphere. And Kevin Kruger said on the Red Zone, that um, you know that had a factor in the in the way they played. It had a factor in the outcome of the game. Um, you know, it had a factor in the guys staying in it and and being you know motivated and hungry to keep keep fighting. So um, no, the Thomas and Mac was rocking, and and it was great to see the Cox Pavilion sold out to mm-hmm. the Lady Rebels. Um, you know, to beat down UNR eighty to fifty seven. So. It was a great weekend at UNLV, and I made sure I said that on the Red Zone. You know, shout out to Las Vegas, you know, coming through and supporting UNLV hoops. Speaking of the Cox Pavilion and the the Lady Rebels, was I am I correct in in saying that the the Michael Jackson impersonator, the kid, was there at the the Lady Rebels game, or was that the Running Rebels game? No, he was. Uh, I think that was the Lady Rebels game. It was at halftime. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not watch it because uh, I think I was working. But work? I, I, Who works, Paloma? I don't, know. I don't know. I looked up at my. I looked up for my laptop, and I was like, "What is going on?" <laughs> Also, for the game, when the Lady Rebels did play in the Cox Pavilion, what was it like with Coach Lindy LaRock after she gave that speech where it inspired me a little bit of like, hey, I want you guys to keep coming. What do you think she's taking this program going forward with UNLV? It's where I don't have enough time to talk about Lindy LaRock. I mean, I could really talk about her for, for hours and just the, the leadership that I've seen from her, the practices. When I'm at practice, you know, she's right in the center of practice. She's moving the players she's touching the players she's right engaged in the middle of practice she stops practice and they huddle up uh you know so she's really engaged and hands-on uh with this team and you can just see that you know she's she's a proven leader you know they were the mountain west champs last year uh they made it to the first round of the ncaa tournament last year um and this squad they all have a chip on their shoulder they want to go further in the ncaa tournament this year um, so Lindy LaRock, you know, a Las Vegas native, a Las Vegas local, um, for her to take the Lady Rebels to new heights and, you know, break all these records and, you know, the best records since 1993 or whatever, you know. So it's been awesome to see her and her leadership. And she's a mom. She right. has a baby. She's traveling across the country <laughs> with like a two-month-old baby girl. So to add that on top of everything 
pretty inspiring. Talking again with Paloma Villacana here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. So the Running Rebels, they uh, they host Fresno State. They're on a three-game winning streak right now. Fresno State, you mentioned earlier, they beat them pretty bad earlier in the season. How do they right that ship? How do they, you know, welcome them in and, and welcome them in rudely with a, with a W? No, I think I think the Running Rebels have turned things around defensively. You know, Isaiah Hill and, and some of the guys were able, were able to kind of capitalize on uh, an injured, you know, an injured UNLV team, kind of a team coming off injuries. But um, the way, you know, the Running Rebels are rolling right now, the way they're playing um, on both ends of the court, uh, the guys are hungry. You know, they keep saying stacking practices, stacking wins. Um, that That's the kind of the mentality they have right now of, you know, they can go out on Friday night and, and shut it down defensively again. And it's the Thomas and Mac. It's Friday night, 8 p.m. You know, <laughs> y'all of Las Vegas out there. Um, but but the the way they beat UNR, so scrappy, you know, so physical, and then to dominate Colorado State, it just says a lot of, you know, the team's response and the way they want to finish out conference play. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be a heck of a game Friday night. Again, like you mentioned, Thomas and Mac, excited about that. Now I got to flip over to the other side of things, football. Signing day was today. I know that you were part of the yeah. special today on Fox 5. You guys had a heck of a, a, a special uh, just checking out the whole uh, signing class for Coach Odom. What did you think of the overall class that he signed? Yeah, 14 high school football players. Uh, I think he had seven transfers from from the FBS level. Uh, four junior college guys, uh, but you know Odom really emphasized that he's you know going after high school football players, and that his goal is to recruit here locally. That you know Las Vegas is home, and Las Vegas is where he wants to recruit, and he wants to make UNLV you know Las Vegas's team. So um, recruiting continues for him. You know it's it's always going to continue. Um, you know, and and he's he's really focused on on capitalizing here in Las Vegas building a great relationship with all the Las Vegas coaches. Um, but, you know, it was a strong strong first class for him. He got some big guys from Texas, from Oklahoma. Um, he got two transfers uh, from, from Arkansas that his coaching staff brought over. They got a transfer DB from Arizona. Um, they got a transfer outside linebacker from LSU. Yeah. Uh, so they got some big guys in here. And, and what I'm seeing from the roster, I'm just taking a look at it right now, is like, these are big guys. I mean, mm-hmm. a, a lot of these guys are 6'5", 6'7", 6'3", 6'4". So they got some big guys. And, and I think it's just a part of the experience that Coach Odom is bringing his, his defensive experience from Arkansas. His defensive coordinator is from Arkansas. He has a lot of guys on his coaching staff from Missouri. Um, his OC is coming from the University of Texas. So, um, you know, that's a big recruiting pull in the SEC, you know, for, for them to grab guys from Arkansas, from LSU, from Arizona, um, and then to recruit Texas and, mm-hmm. and recruit, uh, you know. So so it's great. I'm excited. I'm really excited. There's a lot of positive things coming out of today's class. So I'm, I'm just looking forward to spring ball, you know, March right. 1st. Yeah. Their number one practice in 30 days, guys. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. It's right around the corner. You mentioned recruiting yeah. Texas, and they got a quarterback, Bo Edmondson. Uh, he's yeah. from Lake Travis, Texas. And Lake right. Travis, that, that Lake Travis High School, puts out mm-hmm. quarterbacks. So uh, how exciting is that to get a guy who's a big-time name coming out of a program like Lake Travis? Yeah, and it's great that, you know, the offensive coordinator at UNLV is from the University of Texas. So he had a strong relationship. He has strong relationships in Texas. And he was able to get Bo Edmondson, who um, chose UNLV over Michigan State and a few other big schools for so for uh, their OC to have roots in Texas. 
um, is huge for them. And, and yeah, like Lake Travis has produced guys like Baker Mayfield. Um, mm-hmm. So so for them to add another weapon, uh, especially because we've seen UNLV quarterbacks, they've, they've been injured. You know, they, they've, uh, you know, Doug Grumfield has been injured. They're a young quarterback room. So adding another quarterback who brings experience from Texas um, and from an elite high school in Texas uh, is exciting. Only great for UNLV. Speaking of Doug Brimfield, shout out to him. Saw him at both games on Saturday. <laughs> you know, supporting the school. Love to see that from the football players. <laughs> yeah. And also Coach Odom. We know that the new recruiting class, the new signing class, where, hey, these are some big-time additions, as you guys just named a few. But what are his thoughts on this current roster and how he's going to be able to develop the players already on UNLV's roster? The first thing he said in his opening press conference was that he needs these guys to stay here at UNLV. You know, this is the foundation he's building on. Um, you know, he needs these guys to, to stay. And, of course, we saw, you know, Aiden Robbins transfer and Kyle Williams transfer and Noel Williams transfer. So he did lose some of their best players um, on offense. So, uh, you know, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how this new group, you know, kind of gets, gets in the mix with, with the other guys. But I think UNLV football only got stronger today. You know, I think Coach Odom and, and his staff that he brought from Arkansas and from Missouri – um, is only going to make this team better. And, you know, coaching in the SEC, playing in the SEC, Barry Odom has that SEC experience. Um, you know, he's already done this. He's already been a head coach in the SEC. So he knows how this works. He knows how recruiting works. He knows how the media works. Um, you know, he knows how red zone shows. You know, <laughs> he, he knows He knows how it all works. So it's like this is not his first rodeo. Um, and he's got he's got some deep roots on that side of the country. But most importantly, he thinks about Las Vegas first and our community first and the high school football players first. Um, you know, the first day his staff was able to get on the road recruiting, they hit up every single high school here in Las Vegas. And it was great to see every single high school football coach post a picture and be like, hey, great to have the Rebels here. You know, I want to build a strong relationship with UNLV football. So it's great to see that all over social media. No doubt. No doubt. Well, it's going to be fun. It's exciting. It seems like an exciting time with the Rebels and the Running Rebels, uh, both on the football field and, of course, on the hoop court as well. And the Lady Rebels. Don't want to leave them out yeah. because they're doing yeah. some fantastic things. Paloma, what do you got coming out of the Reb Zone that we should be on the lookout for? <laughs> Big show this Sunday. Big show with, with Barry Odom and, and everything we did today with him and his, his class and Kevin Kruger and the Running Rebels and the Lady Rebels. Um, you know, it's, and now we got spring ball around the corner and Austin Ajike is playing in the East-West Shrine yeah. Bowl. And, Saw him um, today. I think I'm going to have the Chuck Wagon on my show this Sunday, because why not, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, you know, all things UNLV on the Rev Zone every Sunday at 1030. Boom, there it is right there. Well, keep up the great work. You're doing a fantastic job. We definitely appreciate it, and uh, we appreciate you joining us each and every week. Thanks, Q. Bye, guys. See ya. There she goes. Paloma Villacana, Fox 5 Sports on Twitter at Paloma Villacana. And DeMond's feeling good. Three-game winning streak for the Running Rebels. Looks like uh, Barry Odom and company is signing a big-time class. And it's funny, uh, the way that the NFL season has shifted, it used to be Wednesday at the Super Bowl. We used to be at Radio Row. And it's funny because that, that, that first Wednesday in February was, is signing day like it is today. And so we would always be there. And half the, the room at the convention center that didn't really care about college athletics kept doing their normal business. But the rest of us were all focused in on, oh, it's National Signing Day. We got to have this. We got to have that. And we would be so locked in and focused, especially for us in Central Texas. It was all about Baylor. So we were all focused on everything Baylor. We had the coach on. We had players on. I mean, it was, it was all that. And the NFL just stopped on Wednesday. Now, 
it's a week later, so we don't have to worry about that. But, uh, yeah, always want to make sure we uh, look back and, and check out and congratulate everyone who signed their national letter of intent to go play wherever they play uh, on the next level and get their education paid for, which is most important. 417 is the time. We'll come back, get your calls and texts, and then at 430, the Hall of Famer, Gary Payton, will join the show. Woohoo! Excited about that. This is Rare Nation Radio 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. Coming up at 4.30, Gary Payton, the Hall of Famer, NBA champion, coach of the Celebrity All-Star Game. He'll be joining the show, calling in. I'm excited about that conversation. Hashtag town business. (laughs) That's what that is right there. All my Bay Area cats listening. They know what I'm talking about right there. DeMond don't know nothing about it. DeMond's talking about that Nashville hot chicken. We talking about that town business. <laughs> you don't know nothing about that, DeMond. It's okay. Nope, not a clue. <laughs> I'll leave you to it. I know. Hey, look, man. <laughs> I might go all the way. This face, when he, you know, he called call in, I might get a this face going. You just don't know. You don't know what's going to happen. I can't guarantee you what's going to happen. <laughs> all professionalism might go out the door. I'm just going to say that. I'll throw it out there. But we'll be professional right now. 702-365-9200. Let's get a couple quick calls in. Uh, Hardcore Raider, you're up first. What's on your mind, brother? Hey, what's up, Q? Uh, hey, first of all, uh, some of those wheelchair dudes, man, they're ripped, man. They got some big arms. We uh, Years ago when I was in high school, we had this dude. He would uh, go down the hill and go back up just over and over again. And this is a big hill. And uh, I can't even count how many times. That dude would just spend hours while we'd be uh, practicing football going up and down the hill. But uh, it just made me think, you know, years ago, Rich Eisen, you know, he kind of started that 40-yard 40, uh, 40 dash mm-hmm. thing. Uh, as like a fundraiser, like kind of at a like happen chance or accident. So I was just thinking maybe uh, you could start something, you know, doing a wheelchair race, you know, uh, yearly if the East uh, versus West Shrine Bowl game is uh, at Allegiant Stadium every year. So I don't know what you think of that, but I thought that might be something cool and fun to do. Yeah, I'm with it. I like it. I like it. I'm not good at it, but I like it. I'll try it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and then after you get get done, drop the uh, audio by, uh, we need a medic. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because we do need a medic for sure. Yeah. Yeah, but you know what? Hey, you never know. Maybe like pregame or like halftime, get some like uh, current NFL players, like Raider players that stay locally, or maybe some uh, some vets or something like that. It might turn into like you can have like a whole forty yard dash race. I don't know. Just something I was thinking about. Might be, be I like cool, it. But I'm glad you did that. That was, that was pretty cool. But uh, I'll make I'll make it quick. So, all right, Tom Brady. I'll just make it short and sweet. Uh, I'm glad he's retired. I just feel like a lot of weight was lifted off my shoulders. <laughs> I would have tried to accept him, but just moving forward, I'm glad. We don't have to entertain this any longer. And then <clears throat> the other part, I, I just think that, like, this coaching staff has said repeatedly, they're talking about the long-term growth of the team, but they want to win now. Like That's what Dave Ziegler said. So I think, like, we're not necessarily in a bad spot, but I don't think we're in a great spot. So it's like, I just think we have to have a game plan of, of what what is the game plan. Are we trying to win now, or are we trying to build for the future? Because it's, it's going to be hard to do both, in my opinion, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, the Aaron Rodgers thing, if, if, say, we got Aaron Rodgers and, say, they backloaded his contract, I mean, if you look at his contract, the, the numbers, they're going to add up quick throughout the, the following years. So that could hurt the long-term growth. But on the flip side, it's like, yeah, we got Devontae Adams for a couple years. we got to figure something out as well. You know, and, you know, uh, as far as Stidham, Look, like we don't know what we do have, but we don't know what we don't have. So, like, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying he's the answer, but I'm just saying, like, hey, sometimes you give give a guy a shot, and like, you never know what he might be able to do. So, I just feel like there's not enough data to know if he is, if he could be a temporary answer or mm-hmm. not. If we kept Stidham, right, and he played, and say if he wasn't doing well, he might do well. But say if he wasn't doing well, we draft a quarterback. 
maybe like a Hennon hooker or something like that, midway through the season, he should be ready to roll if Stidham isn't producing. And then that would also be enough time for him to sit long enough to like learn the offense and kind of how McDaniels wants, wants things done. That, that might be the best scenario. Uh, but again, I don't know if that's enough for what Devonte Adams is going to want, especially if he's only going to be here two years before his contract jumps up to like 40 million million. So I just think they got to figure out if they want to win now or if we're doing it long term. Right. You can't, in my opinion, you can't, you can't do both. We're not, we're, we don't have enough players and we're not at a point on the team to do both. So I just think they got to make a decision and just go for it. I like it. I like it. There you go. Just find, find a decision, find a, uh, not a middle even, but just whatever you're going to do, either left or right. You know, you're either going to go for it now or you're not. That's, 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 that's cool. Right, if they decide that that's the way to go, that's that's a that's a good way to do it as well. Uh, I don't know if they decide to you know not win right now, how that's going to be taken from the fan base. But then again, it's been twenty plus years since they've actually been consistently a winner. So there's that. Let's go back out to Juan the Smasher. What's on your mind, brother? Welcome to the show. What's up, Q? What's going on? Chilling, man. Chilling. I know that's right. Hey, Q. I think what what we should do. We should just try to get a QB, whatever whatever guy we get in the seventh. We should just try to load it up and just ride with steady. Like, well, like what's what's worse now? All this, all this um, Brady talk. You know, I wasn't a fan of it, but it is what it is now. So right. now we just gotta just load up, load up this defense, and just ride with steady. Because I don't know what's worse. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what's what, what's worse look than the 49ers having the. Uh, a QB look like that in the playoffs or us just losing for 20 years. I just say is that for me, I would say this. The 49ers, they got worse luck than a baby mama on the Mario show trying to find her baby daddy. Ah, you know what I'm saying? I do. That's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, hey, thank you for everything you do, Q. And say what's up to Gary Payton. Let's go, Raiders. Gotcha, gotcha. Great call right there. And I got a Maury Povich story. I can't tell it right now, but I got a Maury Povich story. No, I'm serious. There was a, a, a young girl in the club, man. She, When I was doing Turn Off the Lights for Q97 in Fresno, she called because her baby daddy, I say that in air quotes, was dogging her and didn't want nothing to do with the baby, wasn't going to claim him or anything like that. And I was like, oh, man, I felt bad for her, right? So, you know, I was like, that's, that's wrong, right? No man should ever do that. And then I saw her in the club, and she was talking. I was like, wait, weren't you just on my radio show? And she was like, yeah, 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 we're, you know, everything's good. And I was like, okay. And then I saw her a few months later on Maury Povich. She had eight dudes tested. None of the eight were her baby daddy. None. And then I saw my boy, uh, uh, yeah, my, <laughs> no, seriously, my boy that I, uh, I played football with for a year, uh, he, was, he, he started talking to her in the club, and I was like, oh, no, 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 don't talk to her. She was on Maury Povich. Like, and I said that on the mic, and so she got pretty upset. And, but that was on her. She was on Maury Povich. How you going to blow up her spot like that? She was on TV. But your homeboy didn't know that. He does now. What, man. I, how, am I a homeboy? <laughs> am I not a homeboy if I don't tell him? I'm, yeah, you, yo, yo, you, you. I had to tell you him. a good one, exactly. but I'm just saying you blew up her spot. What if I, I see why she was mad? What if I had let you talk to her, knowing that she had just gone through eight baby daddies tested on Maury Povich, and none of them were the the, the daddy, and then I, well, Demond's talking to her. That's cool. What if I said, no, no, pimp down, pimp down, pimp in distress, get away, like run, Demond, run. You know I'm what? I'm looking out for you. I would have, yeah, you're right, because I would have had that side comment. Now, why ain't you tell me exactly? <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm talking about. 429 is the time when we come back. I know we got some more calls to get to. We'll do that, but we got Gary Payton, GP. He'll join the show. It's Rare Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Q.
And joining us now on the phone line, very honored and pleased to have my guy, a Hall of Famer, an NBA champion. He's going to be the coach of the Celebrity All-Star Game. That's my man, Gary Payton, town business, Mr. Skyline High. How you doing, Gary? I'm good. I like the town business, man. I like that. I like that. <laughs> well, hey, man, Oakland, Oakland, California representing, man. You know, I'll tell you, Gary, we used to go to the Coliseum all the time and watch you when you were playing with Seattle. You'd come back to the town, and we'd all be there gathered in our, C- our C- uh, supersonic jerseys and be as close to the, the, the court as possible. How did it feel when you would come back and get all that love back at the Coliseum? Uh, you know that. A, a boy coming, a, a little kid coming out of Oakland, California, how rough it used to be, man, and then make it and be successful and seeing everybody so they can have their chest all poked out. Your parent, My parents have their chest poked out. All my family, you know, that, that's a good feeling. And then plus coming in and play well, it makes it even better. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I used to make it a, a thing. Even when I played Cal when I was at Oregon State, I used to always, or Stanford, I used to come back and have my, ch- poke my chest out. It feels real good to come back to your hometown and represent something coming out of there. No doubt about it. And I'll tell you, uh, all the time that you were playing, man, it was always one of those honors for us as well to be able to say, that's our boy from the town. That's our boy from the town. He's representing. You You know how it is in the Bay, man. You know how it is. There it is. Hey, that's what we're supposed to do, man. We're supposed to do that every time we go somewhere. we always supposed to say, man, we from that bigly, bigly old, man. He the bank. You know what I'm saying? Look what he's doing, man. We want everybody to come out of there like that. And that's what it was all about. We should be able to put our chest up there and put an O on it. Just like what uh, Dame Lillard doing right now with the O. Man, he is representing in a major way. And, and, and Gary, I used to tell everyone, from your, when you're from the Bay, when you're from the town, it's just different. We kind of walk around with that chip on our shoulder, our edge all the time. You know, we kind of, you know, just, just, just are, we're a little different. You know how they say we're just in the town. We act a little different. So uh, what did that mean to you, man, when you left the town and you were able to, you know, travel and, and, and play ball and win championships and all that stuff, but being a young man from Oakland, California? Well, you know what? Uh, it was a great moment because, like I said, as I go through what I used to go through in East Oakland, North Oakland, and West Oakland, man, where I used to have to go through a lot of stuff, man, trying to fight my way out of things. But then getting up out of here and showing the pathway for every other player like the Antonio Davis, like the Jason Kids, man, the Brian Shaws. We're showing all that love for every day. Antonio Davis, you know, Greg Foster. We're showing all that love to everybody. And then our OGs, Cliff Robinson, yeah. uh, uh, Bill Russell, you know what I'm saying, Paul Silas. Man, we, we got people coming out of here, man, and then to show that and then show these other kids is that they can come through all out of Oakland and do the same thing, not just in basketball. Right. We, you know, we got the Marshawn Lynch's. You know the you know the Dame you know Damon the Lillard you know yeah. we got a got a lot of Peters you know we got a lot of dudes that come out of here and do different sports and still get it yeah but we, we we like they say we different out here yeah you know even our rappers is different with forty too short you know what I'm saying we 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 got a lot of uh, MC Hammer yeah we we different you know what I'm saying so <laughs> that's what we have we just have pride man to let everybody understand man we from this old man and it's something out here not just killing. It's all about something else out here, positive, that we got other things that we can do out here. No doubt about it. Again, the Hall of Famer, Gary Payton, GP, is with us here on Radio Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. So you're going to be out here in Las Vegas, man. You're going to be out here as a coach for this celebrity all-star game. I'll tell you right now, and I don't want to disappoint you, I'm playing in it. I ain't got a whole lot. I'm playing in it, but I ain't got a whole lot. But I'm going to try to represent for the town as well. 
Man, represent, man. I ain't tripping. You got a little, you got a little edge to you. If you from the old, you know you from the old. Man. You get an edge to you, man. I'm gonna be out there, yeah. What it is? That's my man. You know what I'm saying? Just do what you do. Right. I might have to hit a thiz dance on him on the court. You know, at the Cox Pavilion. Oh, do it. And then pop your collar with him. <laughs> one time, one time, popping the collar. So, what does it take? To, to coach a, a celebrity all-star game when you've got a lot of real good athletes, high-class athletes, guys that are next level, and then you got guys like me as well. But what does it take to, you know, just, just be a coach in this kind of a game? You know what? Uh, it's about fun here. You know, yeah. everybody, when we do celebrity games, you know, everybody's past what they've been doing. We just want you to get out there and get hurt. But have right. fun. <laughs> Some guys out there, they want to be competitive. You can be competitive and play the right way when you stay in shape and do all that other stuff. Some of these guys are not like that. So, you know, you got to understand the game, you know, understand what you're doing. You know, have fun. Don't get hurt. Put on a show for people. Let everybody be smiling out there. And that's it. It ain't about all of that, man. We ain't getting paid for this, man. We just out here to raise some money for a good call. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And let everybody see y'all. We just want y'all, want people to see them. You know what I'm saying? And if they want to be competitive, that's good. You know, you know, you know who can be competitive, and then that's my job. Right. To know who can be competitive <laughs> and put out there that know who want to really, really play. Don't put nobody out there that don't want to play, and, and then all of a sudden it makes it bad for everybody else. So that's my job. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you right now, all you got to do is say, Q, I just need two minutes. And I, I was like, I got you, Coach. I got you. I'll give you. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, just give me two, man. Give me one. Give me one thirty. You know, my minute and 30 seconds, and I got you, man. I'm going to stop you real quick. That's what I'm talking about. That's what, I, that's what I need right there. Again, we're talking with the great Gary Payton here, GP, Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. How did it feel when you used to hear your name in rap songs? You mentioned Too Short. You mentioned 40 Water. And, you know, they used to talk about being at the homeboy Gary Payton's house playing or bowling and then uh you know uh too short talking about uh in town to watch the homeboy gary Payne play what did that mean to you that's a great that's, that's big man because it's showing homage to my other guys who uh do other things like in the rap you yeah. know and both of them dudes is like brothers to me you know what i'm saying i love both of them to death and then you know for them to even give me love like that because i'm always giving them love I mean, they tell me what i listen to man i'm only li i'm listening to the show fought it uh, 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 Ice Cube, yeah. uh, uh, Snoop Dogg, and the West Coast. I'm a West Coast dude, man. So mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? I'm getting it. You know, I'm, I used to love Biggie, you know, from the East. But, you know, they're my dudes. You know, they're my two dudes that I'm, I'm a rock every day. That, that's all in my playlist right now. So, you know, for them to do that for me is showing me that they love me the way I love them. You know what I'm saying? Every time it is what it is, me and 40 always at 49er games, Golden State Warriors game. You know, short doing uh, doing the same thing. So yeah. they're my guys, man, and I love them to death for even just representing me and giving me that type of love. Yeah, no, that that always was was dope, man. Just to be able to hear your name in in a hip hop song like that with Forty or or Short, you know, Mac Dre. I tell everyone, man, Mac Dre was big before Hyphy, right? Mac Dre has always been big, right? He was always that cat way back in the day. Let me ask you this: This is something that we used to do on the court, and I know a lot of folks did it. When you used to get on the court and you used to kind of roll that neck and start uh, chewing that gum and looking your defender in the eye, we all started doing that. My boy Corey used to say, "Q, put that GP on him, man. Put that GP on him," and we'd get down in that stance, man. There was something different about that stance, man. Well, well, how'd you come up with that? Because that was that was next level right there. 
You know, that was some pops, man. He always <laughs> used to Bean. have me on some, some, some <laughs> swagger mess, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He was like, let these dudes know, man, well, who you are, man. You're a Peyton, man. You understand? <laughs> and you in this hood, man. So I used to, I just came up with some, I get out low on them and shake my head and look at them yeah. and just put get my, my mouth to the side. I'll be like, yeah, it's about to be a war and I'm going to take it from you, you know? That's how I used to get at it. Yeah, yeah, no, you did. And I, I promise you, man, to, to this day, my boy used to always say, Q, just put that GP on him real quick. And that's when you knew it was about to get serious, right? You knew yeah. that's when it was serious. Like, we ain't playing around no more. <laughs> that's right. That's what I was talking about. And that's how it was, man. It was just some man that you know that's that Oakland Bay Area thing, man. I say, yay. Yeah. So we, just, we had that swag. No doubt, no doubt. Well, the game is going on on Saturday at the Cox Pavilion right here in Vegas. We got tickets we're going to give out. We'll also encourage everyone to go buy some tickets. It's a good. It's for a good cause. Like you mentioned, you're going to be coaching. Dennis Rodman's going to be coaching. It's going to be a whole lot of different uh, celebrities in the building. So uh, what else should we tell everyone to, to look out for on Saturday? You know, just look out for a good change, look out a good time, man. Everybody just have it, like I said, it's for a good cause for cancer, man. My, my mama died from cancer, so, you know, that's why I'm being involved with this. You know, we're going to be out there, man. You, you, got, you got people that you could never touch. Now you're going to be out there, man. Just go out there and bring your kids and have fun, man. You know, have fun. You're going to have some good, good competition, good celebrities out there. Go out there and have yourself a good time. No doubt. Well, we'll give out some tickets. Like I said, I'll encourage folks to make sure they go buy their tickets. And, and Gary, we look forward to seeing you on Saturday and uh, representing that town biz. Absolutely, man. You know when we get there, we're going to pop our collar together, baby. <laughs> That's right. Appreciate you, GP. Always love. There it goes. Gary Payton right there, GP. Tomorrow, I'm going to put that GP on you, man. <laughs> I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show you how how they get down, man. You know what? I'm gonna hit you with the man. It's just pickup. Why you playing so hard? <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nobody going to the league, man. Chill out. Hey, man. Look, I got I got one move in me. That's it, right? One move on offense, one on defense. That's all I got left. Did you ever see that clip of Devin Booker? It was like during pickup. It was like during offseason training, but they uh-uh. were double teaming him. Uh-uh. And Devin Booker was like, "Yo, man, it's just pickup. Why y'all double teaming?" <laughs> hey, man. You gotta let it. You gotta let it be known, man. You gotta let it be known. Something's going to go down, and right? that's why they were like, yo, Devin Booker, that's why he ain't going to be great. He don't want to be double teamed in an off-season pickup game. And I'm like, I'm kind of with Devin Booker on this. Why are you playing on that defense, man? Chill out. Right, right. Well, look, when I get into the game, I, I ain't, like you heard me tell, GP, I got about a minute 30. Right? I said two minutes. He said a minute 30. So he know. He know. I'll hit the GP one time. I'll make sure I chew gum. I, I will say this, man. That's the reason why I always chewed gum playing basketball is because, because he chews gum. Or he chewed gum when he was playing. And he, man... When he would start really chewing on that gum hard, that's when you knew that it was about to go down. I remember one time, because trash talking is what you're supposed to do. One time, this dude was 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 mad because I was all up in his grill and I was chewing gum. So he he said something to me, so I blew a big old bubble. <laughs> Just to mess with it, because like, what are you going to do? I'm blowing a bubble in your face. What are you going to do? You can't touch me. You touch me, it's going to be a foul on you. Yeah, I don't know. I would have took the foul. That's all right. I'd have taken it. Then yep. I would have known I was under your skin, and that's all. And then I won. All right, the game's already over. Once I'm under your skin, it's already over. That's, that's the art of the trash talk, man. A lot of people aren't very good at talking trash and playing. I was always opposite. Like, talking trash made me play. I felt like I played better when I was talking trash. So that was right up my alley.
my first hoop session in Vegas down at the YMCA, YMCA over in Henderson. Yeah. And there was a guy, man, my cousin went to Foothill at the time. And so he takes us to the YMCA and this dude, this dude's like 6'5", he's dunking and everything. And he tried to fight me because it's like, why are you still talking? And I was like, yo, man, you ain't going to get me to shut up. You can be sitting there. Because he's like, you know, he's, he's busting out the dunks. And I'm like, you 6'5", good for you. Good for you. <laughs> and, like, and then after a while, he just got chest to, well, you know, what the equivalent of chest to chest would right, be. Right, right, right. he got like a foot on me. Yeah, yeah. He was hot. I heard that. That's hilarious. Got a text from Sir Whiskey Ray. Q&D, what an awesome interview with Gary Payton. You know you're special when your nickname is The Glove. Loved his swag and passion when he played. Thanks for getting GP on Radio Nation Radio Airways. Again, that's Sir Whiskey Ray. And, yeah, man, there was just something different about that dude, right? I don't wear jerseys now, but I did have that GP, that reversible. It was the home and the away. So sometimes I was rocking the white side, sometimes I was rocking the green side, and then got the gloves. They were the white and the black ones with the zipper. They zipped up. Those gloves were so clean. Man, they were so clean. That was my that was my get down. I love those shoes. Matter of fact, I think my mom has a pair of those, those gloves in her closet right now. I think. I'm not 100% sure. I'm all up in my mom's closet. <laughs> I think she does have a pair of the gloves. I'm not Send her a text during the break. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure, but I do think that she has a pair of the gloves in her, in her closet right now. She used to see some shoes that I, I was rocking. She'd be like, oh, I like those. I'm going to go get them. And so she, uh, she has a, a, a great selection. She's got some Kobe's. You know, she's got some J's. Uh, mom's on point, man. she got some worms. Some old Dennis Rodman, the worms. You have, did you ever have any of those? No, I, I'm, I'll be completely honest. They're the Call red. me a new booty all you want. I didn't know Dennis Rodman had a signature shoe. Yeah, he had the worms. Yeah, he had the worms. You got to have to Google them. But, uh, yeah, the, the worms were pretty cool. But the glove, man, the glove was where it was at. So I don't know if Moms has the gloves or not. But I know that that was, uh, that was definitely one of, those, uh, one of those pairs of shoes I had to make sure I get. Big Dub Raiders said, AQ, hey, is this game going to be on TV somewhere? Go Raiders. I don't know. I'll find out. I have no idea. One more quick text from Mailman Raider. Uh, the don't be broke.com text line 69187, keyword r Raider Nation, you can come through me uh, through me for all bets. Q has more points in celebrity game than DeMond's high school career. Over 1,100 under plus 250. That's from Mailman Raider. He said laughing my ass off. That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. I ain't going to be in the game long, but I, I, exactly. I, it don't matter. I still I'll get, take that bet. I'll still get in the stat sheet, right? We can't even find a stat for you. Uh, that's what you say, man. You no, know, no, that's what there. we know. It's out there. Your your own homegirl couldn't find a Google. stat for you. You know how they say Google me. Don't do not do it, though. Yeah, I'm about to say, yeah, I don't want don't my do computer do to get some kind of virus. I am sure not Googling DeMond Cotton. I'm be like, what's this man? Get, I just put your whole government name out there. My bad. 4.45 is the time. We'll take a quick break. Come back. Close out the show. It's Radio Radio 920. It's Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. Man, we had a fun show today. Really a fun show. Fast and Furious. This is just a little bit of a sample size of what you're going to get all next week when we're live at Arizona, Phoenix Convention Center, Radio Row, all week long for the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 57. DeMond, this is just a small taste test of what you're going to get next week. I can't wait, but speaking of Fast and Furious, Vin Diesel put out the picture oh, yesterday. Come on, it's man. coming back, bro. Come on, man. Fast 10, you ready? You know what? Speaking of coming back, did you see Will Smith put out the the tweet that him and uh, Martin are doing another Bad Boys? I'm okay with that one. Bad Boys 4, but, you know, they messed up with the last one, Colin. They was, they was making a joke because it was Bad Boys for Life, oh, and that yeah. really would have been good for the fourth movie. I don't know what they're going to title it, but I'm there for that, too. Wasn't he about to retire or step away? Wasn't Martin trying to step away from it last time? Hey, but you can't step away from them checks. No, no, I'm not mad at that at all, but I'm interested. So he probably was, but they was like, Martin, it's going to make Oh, Molly Ma. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that, I saw that. I, I didn't know if you saw that. That I don't even know how that got retweeted on my timeline because I sure don't follow Will Smith. <laughs> Maybe you on the For You page. 
And they just thought it was, you know, have you been, have you been caught up with that? Is your Twitter updated? For you page. Yeah. Have you not noticed? Now it's like a following section of just the people you follow. Uh-huh. And then it's like a for you where it's like the people you follow. But it also be like some. No, you know what? Twitter's real. I mean, it's already been messy, but it's mm-hmm. been, it's really even messier now. Mm-hmm. It seems like uh, if it's not some kind of ad, there's so many different ads that are on there now. Um, and then I have obviously all the, all the people I follow. So I get that information, but it seems like every other Every other like account is some kind of either spam or like some kind of form of porn or something. I mean, it's like it's re- I mean, it's really weird, right? Like I saw like Iggy Azalea for example. She I don't know how she even got on my Twitter because I don't follow her, but apparently she has an OnlyFans account that I had no idea about. But it, she tweeted it out today that she did, and I was like, wait a minute, you were just at Allegiant State? Okay, I guess you know I'm what not- you know how I would have done this. Twitter would have been like, you follow Tashawn Reed. Deshaun Reed replied oh, to so that. So now you're putting now you're putting Deshaun out there. You're, you're he that, replied to the tweet. He out there doing it publicly. <laughs> all right. Oh, so that was he replied to that tweet. Well, Iggy Azalea's tweet. Oh, uh, okay. About the OnlyFans. Yeah. He replied to that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. So then it's just like Twitter's doing the ipso facto. You follow Deshaun Reed. Oh. Maybe you want to see what he out here replying to. I don't want anything to do with Iggy Azalea. I'm not fancy. I don't want to be fancy. I don't care about her fancy. <laughs> I don't care about any of her fancy. If you know what I mean. I'm good. So there's that. All right, here we go. Uh, we got this text. <laughs> Don't be broke.com text on. And then the show went off the rails. <laughs> so, and then they lost control. Q, can we talk to you for a second? <laughs> <laughs> Natalie's like, Q, before you all drive on home, I'm going to need to see you in the office one time. There goes Sylvia taking off. She out of here. Look at that, man. The building. See, we're over here. We done moved studios now. And everyone's like, all right, I'm ready to roll. Man, she done smashed out on everybody. Sir Whiskey Ray said, Q, I really want to see footage of DeMond's high school basketball career if it's out there on YouTube. Was DeMond an L.A. gear show guy or a British night show guy? Or shoe guy, excuse me. Yo. We want the truth. Sincerely, Eddie Jones and Gary Payton. <laughs> what did you rock, man? Did you rock the BKs or were you an L.A. gear type dude? Yo, I feel where L.A. gears the shoes back in the day because that's a total diss to me. It is. Well, all right, all right, I mean, we're talking Sir about Whiskey your Ray. game. We're talking about your game. Man, come on, don't play me, bro. What, what shoes did you rock? Uh, sophomore year, it was the Adidas where they had the shoe where it was like the lightest basketball shoe ever made. I remember Derrick Rose in the commercial. You know, I'm a sucker for advertising. Wow. So that was sophomore you were, you were You were in the Derrick Rose era, huh? Yeah. Wow. That's why I'm up here talking about the, the worms and the glove, and you're talking about a Derrick Rose shoe. That's crazy. That's how young you are. Yeah. You're, what? Def- you're definitely a new booty. That's not a bad thing. I know, but it I'm was just, just. I'm just saying, that's wild because by the time Derrick Rose was playing, I was a grown ass man. Yeah. So, yeah, wow. I was a kid. You're talking about, oh, ooh, Derrick Rose got his new signature shoe out. Yeah. Wow. That was grew from the kind. I had, I mean, I can go back and I don't really wear too much anything else besides Nike, but back in the day, especially when I was playing, I had the spree wells. Mm-hmm. I used to play in the spree wells that were white and blue and it had a nice little cool little, they were Converse. But they were spree wheels. They're, I was okay with playing in those. I was good with playing in my AM ones. I like playing in those. Um, actually, one of my first tattoos was Larry Johnson when he was the AM one guy. And uh, you probably don't know about the AM one dudes. They were faceless. And uh, yeah, so that was that was that. I remember I went to the hoop court right after I uh, I got that tattoo. I got that tattoo in Berkeley. And then after I did, you know, it's like oh, it's, I got my AM one guy. I got to go to the court and show it off. So I got my my shirt that was very disrespectful. Because all the M1 shirts talk trash about either your mama or, or your game or everything. The M1 shirts were it, man. You you rocked that M1 shirt. No sleeves, of course. You had to be good to go. And and so I was rocking that one with my M1 tattoo. I was good. But, yeah, that was man, that was back in the day. Um, I'm trying to think. What other shoes did I rock? I remember when I went to St. Mary's basketball camp, I was wearing the uh, the weapons, the Magic Johnson weapons. They were heavy, though. Man, those are some heavy dogs. It took me. Man, one time we had practice, and they said, okay, you're going to have uh, practice again coming up. 
in a little while, I went back to the dorm and took my shoe off. It, it felt like it took me so long to take my damn shoe off. By the time I took it off, it was time to get back to the gym and practice again. I was like, wait a minute, man. This, has been, this, this, was, this was not long enough. So there's that. But. Okay, the hyperdunks as well, the Nike hyperdunks. I used to like those a lot too. Okay, all right, I see you. I see you. There was a pair of J's that I don't even really know what number they were, but they were low tops, and they had like gray snakeskin on it and had a little bit of netting. Those were so comfortable. I always rocked those when I, when I played too, and those were the only J's that I felt comfortable playing in because I didn't think that they were officially JJ's. You know what I mean? Like they weren't. They weren't playing in no fours, and you weren't playing in no 11s, or you know, like of that. Like, you, it was, but I felt like those were, were okay to play in, so I used to play in those too. So there's, there is that. Uh, <laughs> Cucamonga Raider said, "How about the Marburys? Remember the Marburys? Do you remember? Oh yeah, man, fifteen dollars. <laughs> <laughs> he blew out. Didn't he blow out his ankle wearing those? He 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 he. I think well, he broke his. Yeah, no. That's he, why Lamelo had to stop wearing them triple Bs. Man, no Lonzo. <laughs> I would." Don't get me started on those guys. Okay. Raider Fisher Berkeley said, We all know Mr. Cotton is nowhere near old enough to know anything about LA Gears or British Knights or Troops or Reebok Pumps or any of the old school shoe. Troops? Yeah, you don't remember those? Not a, no. K-Swiss? What about those? I remember the brand. <laughs> you never wore them? Nah. Oh, man. You don't know nothing about the Troops? I know what the logo. If you were like, oh, this is a logo test, yeah. I could tell you, hey, that's the K-Swiss logo. Okay. For me, that's more of like when they say tennis shoe. Yeah. Weren't they more of like, they were know, like actual shoes. like yeah. tennis, you but know, the were, game? They were like, you got the K-Swiss. You got the Coke White t- K-Swiss mm-hmm. instead of getting the Coke White Air Forces. Because at, at one point, they were a little bit cheaper than the Air Forces. And, yeah, and then it was kind of they were even. So at that point, I was like, well, hell, I might as well just get the Air Forces. Okay. So <laughs> there was that. What about Reebok pumps? Did you ever wear those? Did you ever pump it up? I'll go to pump you up. Uh, no, Deep but I, style? Uh, yeah, you're going gonna to laugh at me for real right now. I laugh at you anyway. John Cena also used to wear the Reebok pumps when he really got started into the John Cena that we know today. And he, you know, pump up the shoes, you know. So, uh, yeah, John Cena used to wear the Reebok pumps, too. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Sir Whiskey Ray said, Q, when you wore the Spreewell shoes, did you ever want to choke the refs out? Oh, man, that's cold. No, I was not Spreewell. I did not put my hands on a coach. Yeah, I was about to say, it went the refs. No, no, no. I definitely did not do that, man. We, we weren't rolling like that. But Spreewell was my guy, man. When he played for the Warriors, when it was Spreewell, Weber, they had a squad, man. Nike Cortez. K-Swiss and used to stuff him with that extra sock. Yeah, that extra sock was always uncomfortable for me, man. I never was able to do that, so my shoe always creased. That's why to this day I don't wear shoes that are creasable. I was actually literally just talking about that in the hallway a little while ago about some old school shoes. Well, anyway, it's been a fantastic show. Thanks, everyone, for chiming in. Tomorrow this show will come for you, come to you from Allegiant Stadium as we prepare for the East-West Shrine Bowl game. It's going to be a whole lot of fun, so make sure you tune in and, and turn it up, right, because we're going to have fun as we always do. Wake up at the morning tailgate. Clay Baker, Heidi Fang, Vinny Bonsignor, 7 a.m. on Radio Nation Radio 920.